0: Welcome back to Too Smart For This. It's me, Alexis Barber. You want to know what's really humiliating? I just recorded this episode and never press record. Yeah, humiliating. Anyway, but I'm excited anyway because maybe my thoughts will be a little clearer this time. So hello, everyone. I'm so excited to record this life update Sunday solo app. I haven't really given you a life update since I've been at Wharton because I've been sick as hell. Mostly. Yeah. So anyway, I want to give you a little life update. I want to give you my smart and superficial tip of the week. And then instead of answering a question, because I'm doing a lot of that on Instagram these days, I wanted to tell you what I learned in my first few weeks here, because I feel like there's been some really interesting studies, some really interesting pieces of information that have come across my desk that I feel like would be fun to share with you guys. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started with my smart and superficial tips of the week. So truth be told, when it comes to my smart tips of the week, I am going to share a lot more of those later because those are kind of like what I'm actually learning in class. But my superficial tip of the week are these super cute mugs from Anthropology. I've been doing a little daily get-dressed-with-me on my TikTok and I had these mugs and so many of you guys commented and were like, this is so cute. So they're these little, like, they kind of look like tiles and they have initials on them. And I got a butterfly one. I got the initial one for like my morning coffee and for like my work worker bee vibes. And then I got the butterfly one because butterflies are like my little signal with the universe that everything's going to be okay. Like Whenever I'm feeling really anxious, I feel like I'm like, God, send me a butterfly. And every time I see one, it just helps me realize I'm on the right path. So I got the butterfly one. So I highly recommend those. So they're really cute. Life update time. So basically about... Two and a half weeks ago, we started Wharton Orientation. It is a long-ass orientation, y'all. Three weeks before the semester actually starts. I had finished up with R2 Collective launch party, which was such a success. Came back to Philly, got started with, you know, vibing being out here, transitioning into business school life, and I got sick as hell. Like, from the Thursday that I fully moved here to yesterday, I have been not well. And it got really bad a couple of days into orientation, and I was like, I just can't go. And luckily I was sick at the point of orientation where it didn't really matter if I missed because I got a little bit of like the primer on classes and career and everything. And I had met a couple people, but I, had, I still haven't had like a real true Philly night out. And meanwhile, like everyone else has gone out every single night or gone to dinner at least. And I was feeling a little bit of FOMO from that because it's just so unfair. I was like, God, why are you doing this to me? And I realized that it was really because I needed to think. I mean, I had the most whirlwind time from May until now where, I mean, I it was all like privilege and lucky and stuff like that. Like I traveled all of May, came back, my family visited. Then I traveled to places in June, Martha's Vineyard, 4th of July, back home to St. Louis the weekend after. Moved to Philly the weekend after that. The weekend after that, I was building up for our two collective launch. The weekend after that, I'm in the city back and forth. The weekend after that, it's time for the two collective launch. And then I think my body was like, girl be fucking for real. You can't do all this. So I got sick um, and it sucked. And the worst part about the sickness was the brain fog. I mentally could not do anything. And that's what felt so frustrating for me because I felt like there was so much to be done for the launch, like making sure everybody's orders are going through and stuff like that. And there was so much to do for Wharton, like choosing classes and prepping for all the different career opportunities and resources that are available to me. And I couldn't even like read something and like let it sink in. And I feel like I only got my brain back a couple days ago. So I'm really happy about that. But that being said, in terms of like making friends, how am I liking it? What's been fun? What's been not fun? I feel like it's pretty easy to have a conversation with really anybody at Wharton. There's also so much to talk about because we're all new and stuff like that. The amount of people that I've met, the diversity of the people I've met, not just like race-wise, but also background-wise, has been something that I am in shock about because I knew theoretically that that would happen, but meeting people and hearing how different and interesting their lives are and how they do things that I didn't even know were possible is so interesting and cool to me. So I have been really pleasantly surprised by how much I'm enjoying meeting new people. But I would definitely say we're very early on in the process. And something that I told myself to think about was that one, like I am not here searching for my best friends. Like it's a goal of mine. Sure, I would like really love to leave this place with a really amazing core group of friends that I love to death. But I already have best friends and I already have an incredible partner, so I'm not going in with this like desperate energy where I feel like I need to find my people because I know I've found my people and if I don't find more here, then that's okay, but obviously I'm sure I will, but that's just to say that the connections you make your first few weeks at any school environment or any like work environment are not the connections that usually last the longest. So I'm just trying to be like gentle with it and do what feels right, not force anything and just see how things evolve over time because we do have time. And then in terms of like adjusting to Philly and my new apartment and everything, I'm really liking it. I really like Philly. I also just feel like my apartment is perfect. It has such great vibes. It is so, I feel like obviously I put a lot of thought into how I furnish things and it feels amazing. And Jeff has been here this month, which has been really nice to just have someone to come home to and debrief with and accompany with me to lots of things, which is great. I think things will definitely feel different when he's not here because he will be... It's I'm noticing... I mean, this isn't our first long extended time of living together, but it is the first extended time that we're living together where we're not both working from home and... Right now I am going away outside of the house for between four to 12 hours a day and then coming home and then having your partner there and want to hang out with them and want to be with them is hard because I'm not getting really any alone time. Like I'm recording this while he's in the gym and I'm not really going to have alone time after that. It's not that I don't want to spend time with him because I do and so that's what I usually do. But I also don't have alone time. Um, And that's just a weird adjustment. But he's leaving in like two weeks. So I am trying to just soak up as much because I know as soon as he's gone, I'm going to be crying on the phone. Like, can you come over? Like, I miss you so much. That's literally going to be me. It always is. So, yeah, that's that like update. Um, Also, if you want to see what the apartment looks like, get more of an update. I am vlogging on YouTube again. Um, They're released every Wednesday now. And my vlog went up and it gives you a little apartment update video. So go check that out. Okay, now that's a little on my life update. Oh, we had a huge life situation happened, which was thanks to the incredible former podcast visitor guest that we had, Blake Newby, Two Collective got featured on Good Morning America 3. Is that not the most incredible thing you ever heard? Uh, Blake did not have to do this whatsoever. She was asked to do a segment on GMA3 about her favorite back-to-school must-haves, and she chose Two Collective. And I didn't ask her to, I didn't know she was pitching this at all. She just happens to love the robes so much that she brought them on to a national platform like GMA, which was such a massive, you know, vote of confidence in our business. And also just so women supporting women, like people, there's a lot of people in this industry that I've come across where their whole brand is about women supporting women. But when it's time to actually show up for their businesses and it's time to actually show up for their content and who they are, or when it's time to answer a question about something only they would know because they accomplished it, they're radio silent. And Blake Newby is the absolute opposite of that. Blake is really about support. She's really about connections. He's a genuine woman. She's a star and she's going to have her own primetime TV slot one day. And I cannot wait for all of us to watch it. So I'm so grateful for her to, for doing that. And it was just such a surreal moment. It's Something that I've struggled with and I've never known how to really talk about it and I haven't even probably really admitted it to myself. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card rowdy mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill this is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the lexus performance line a feeling this dynamic is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. But I have really struggled with my business and wanting to talk about my products because I feel like it's a little... I don't know too much. And the way I grew up was very chaotic. So anytime something good would happen, something bad would happen very soon after it. And so for me with, I was all, I just sort of have been conditioned to expect the negative or to feel like good things were always fleeting. And that's conditioned me to feel like, Oh, like I'm not good enough or to see, always see the negative in myself and to always assume that everybody else is thinking about any possible negative situation. It's hard for me to celebrate my accomplishments. I mean, we've talked about that. I have to tell myself what I'm proud of myself for doing every day. But it's also tough for me to think about how my business could be more successful or to think about actually taking the chance on myself and raising money for building the robes or to think about how I could Build my brand in such a massive way. And thinking about those big possibilities has been hard for me because I'm like, oh, well, if something good happens, it's only happening for a certain amount of time. It can't last forever. So if you are going to have something good happen to you, you have to make the most of it because it's going to go away. And I'm try- trying to reframe and change that mindset for myself because it's not productive. And God has always had my back. I mean, I have always come out okay. But I also feel like I have always been in a state of such insane anxiety and worry, even though things always come out okay. So I have to really take a step back and be like, what if I just enjoyed life and what if I just did what I want to do? Like I didn't make these products to be a millionaire. I don't make money off of the robes. Like it just goes back into the business. Like it's not funding anything that I'm doing. I made it because I am passionate about the product and I really was like this is a market gap we got to fix it like and i wear them every day everyone who has them wears them every day and, and they mean something that's why i did it so in that case like i le- i heard about this from a clip i saw on tiktok of beyonce beyonce said she was talking about one of her former destiny's child's co co whatever singers i don't know and she was saying that this co-star grew up in the ghetto, grew up in the grew up always trying to get out and having that like survivor mentality. But she grew up in a place where she didn't have to have that. She's always just been motivated by being great. And I feel like I'm in the transition moment of my life where I'm going from being motivated by getting out of poverty, by getting out of these areas where I felt like people were doubting me and getting out of that and getting into a place where I'm motivated by being great. And I felt like. The idea, the possibilities, the things for Two Collective and for my brand and for me being a creator and for this podcast, I wasn't allowing myself to see that greatness because I was just focused on I got to make it out if I even can make it out because I don't even trust that the universe is going to do that for me because there's always been something bad on the other side of everything great. And I have to change that mindset. This was not where I was planning on going with today's episode. But that's really been the core of how I've been feeling and how I've been thinking recently because I want to use this time at Wharton to focus on being great at something or learning as much as I can and figuring out what I want, not focusing it on I have to make X amount of money and get a job because that's just so like low vibration. Like I'm bored by that and I it's caused way too much anxiety when I know everything's going to turn out okay anyway. That's the team. I guess this has gotten a little bit long, so I'll just give you two little nuggets that I've learned, aka my smart tips of the week, aka what I learned in my first weeks at Wharton. And these are a little bit more applicable to career life and to leadership, and but I think that we can think about them in terms of self-development and self-improvement too. So the first one is About feedback. So, we had two weeks of orientation at Wharton, and then this last week is a five day intensive teamwork and leadership class. And uh, in this class, we are given like a simulation where we all have to participate in a business problem and solving it together. And we were told there's gonna be so much feedback that you're gonna have to be giving each other. And so, we had a lecture about feedback before we got started. And this was really interesting to me because the way, when it comes to giving negative feedback, people, a lot of people are very non-confrontational. Not me. Not me. Let's talk about it. you got a problem. Let's talk about it. But basically, people were scared of giving negative feedback. And so one thing that they do is they do the compliment sandwich, which is where you tell someone, hey, like say they're not doing well at detail, like they're not doing well at spelling but they're doing really well at taking pictures or something. Hey, I love the way you take pictures. You're so good at this. Also, by the way, you have a terrible vocabulary and you really can't spell, but I really like your outfit today. Like that comp- the compliment like sandwich where you like tell someone something good and then you sort of like put the feedback in the middle. And I thought that that was how we were doing things. I mean, I haven't given feedback in a couple months because obviously I haven't been working in a corporate environment in a while. But they were like, this statistically, according to the research, is dumb. That's what they said to us. I said, "Oh, all right, let me let, then what am I supposed to do? Basically, they were saying that you need, when you're giving negative feedback, to one, establish that like the right place and time to give that feedback. Some people like it in front of everybody. Some people like it immediately after something happens. Some people like it privately and only once every six months. You need to be really specific with what you're giving feedback about. And like in this time, try to understand uh, the context. So get context on what the project is, what the situation is, and then give specific feedback. I don't like how you did this, etc. And what feedback actually does for us is it creates a situation where you are investing in that person because you care and they can start to feel that and it should be developing trust within that situation. So I feel like the best place where I get to give and receive feedback is in my relationship. And I don't tell Jeff when I'm upset that he did not put the toothpaste away for the 16th time this week. I don't be, I'm not like, hey, I really love the way – I really love your outfit today. But by the way, could you put, like, the toothpaste back today? And don't forget, you're a really good cook. That's not – like, the compliment sandwich is not working in that situation. So what we're going to do is say, hey, like, do you have time to talk about, like, the – roles and responsibilities in this apartment today <laughs> not like that but like hey do you have time to talk about like stuff going around the house today and he's like yeah and I was like I just wanted to say um instead of me saying something that a lot of times I probably would in the past I just feel like you don't respect my space and I feel like you are really a not a good roommate and I don't like living with you instead of dragging it to that personal attack where I'm like I don't like how you're doing this and inferring what their intent is never infer what somebody's intent is because you don't know that's why you need context i'm going to say i notice you keep leaving the toothpaste out like is there is that a re- is there a reason for that or is it just something you're doing he would be like no oh sorry like i just like can't leave it out because i usually go get dr- go pick out my outfit while i'm brushing my teeth i'm like oh okay cool can you just remember to put it back because it really bothers me when i come in there and it's not like a clean Countertop. Yeah, that's how you give feedback. It's not like it doesn't need to be all like compliment sandwich or I need to give this person feedback, or or you also have to take responsibility for making sure you're not inferring about somebody's opinions about how they are working when you're giving them that feedback. So I thought that was really interesting and a cool little nugget, um, just to share with you guys when you're doing it at work or when you are giving feedback in your friendships or relationships. I think something a lot of us do is take other people's actions personally. And most of the time, if you're not acting in a way that's personally like designed to impact somebody else, then usually nobody else is either. So I really appreciated that and I think that's like my big smart tip of the week. If you guys like how I shared what I was learning this week, let me know and I will continue to do that. And I think that's all I have to say this week. So this was so much fun. Another YouTube vlog of my time at Orientation will be up on this Wednesday, so make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. And I'm posting little outfits of the day every day on TikTok and snippets of life over on Instagram, so make sure you're following me everywhere because I put a lot of work into every platform and it's so fun for me. So love you guys the most. Sorry this was kind of all over the place. I'll see you next Thursday, and don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself.